But then as they're talking about him and Patrick realizes they're talking about him, he's like kind of subconsciously just like touching the flame. It was, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There was something about that scene that always cracked me up. Oh, I remember watching the scene and being like, oh my God, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's cracking the flame. He's so bad. Like what a bad what a bad guy like is that sexy you know yeah it was. okay yeah yeah <laughs> smoking yeah. in biology I mean, class i mean now now like no but <laughs> but yeah i was like oh my god he's so cool like wow welcome to the rom-com rewind podcast hi i'm sarah and i'm Devin. and like you i love rewatching movies over and over again and if you're joining us here you probably love romantic comedies that's amazing news we do as well so this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have 10, Ten Things I Hate, I hate about, about You. And we've got a lot more of you coming to us from TikTok, having never listened before. So first off, thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome. Um, you can always reach out to us on TikTok or on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Also, leave a review. We love those. But basically, for everybody who's kind of finding out about us for the first time, uh, the way we break this down is we normally, you know, do a quick overview of the movie that we're talking about, maybe go over the key moments in the story, and then do Sarah's quick facts, best scenes, honorable mentions, what should have been. You know, if somebody ended up not with somebody at the end of the movie, what should have actually happened? I've got a good one for this, actually. Ooh, I'm excited. Joey Donner. It's a little tease for you. And then we do the ultimate rewatchability of this movie. And also, I want to shout out somebody who uh, reached out on Instagram. Britt said, uh, I just found you guys at OMG. I've been listening to them nonstop. Just finished their thing going on 30. And it was one of my favorite movies. I'm jumping to all the movies I've watched already. Then I'll watch a movie I haven't. Then listen to a new one. You guys are awesome love your commentary thank you so much Brit. thank you we love those and we literally respond to every single person who messages us so if you want to reach out we will respond but now we've got 10 things i hate about you today it's a 1999 romantic comedy directed by uh gil junger probably messing up that name. <laughs> this has got to be one of the greatest american romantic comedies of all time maybe i think mm-hmm, maybe definitely. we'll know better by the end of this it's a Shakespearean adaption about a guy named Cameron James, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's kind of the main character here, but I would also argue Patrick Verona might be the main oh, character. Oh, you know what? He is the catalyst that creates he, he the gets plot, the ball rolling. right? Like yes. he he is the creator of what occurs in the movie. Yeah, so I guess he is the main character. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. our our guy Cameron James he moved to Seattle and our first scenes and the first moments of our movie is that he is at this new high school and he quickly inexplicably <laughs> falls in love with this girl <laughs> Bianca Stratford pretty much love at first sight love at first sight played by <laughs> Larissa Olenek here's the thing Bianca can't date until her older sister Kat no actually at the very beginning they cannot date well, at all they can't date in general but then we find out yes he changes it he mends it yeah Bianca can't date until her older sister Kat played by Julia Stiles until she starts dating yeah. and Kat is kind of like a rebel without a cause she's like a fight the patriarchy <laughs> battle the establishment type of person um which makes this e- a unique scenario so Cameron and his friend Michael they need to find someone equally as abrasive, let's say, to date Kat so that Cameron can then date Bianca. Enter our guy Heath Ledger, Patrick Verona. 
He's kind of like the resident misunderstood bad boy of the high school. Um, and through a very complicated scheme, which we're going to go into a little bit more, uh, Patrick ends up getting paid to take out Kat, and then Cameron can date Bianca. There's another part of this with Joey. I was going to say, because little does Cameron know that Bianca actually just really wants to date Joey. <laughs> this Joey guy. Yeah. little complicated, but as we all know with these stories... You go into it thinking one thing, and then, hey, maybe love happens to blossom between Kat and Patrick. Bianca Stratford is the most popular girl at Padua High. You're asking me out? I'm down. I've got the 411, and you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. Her sister, Kat, is something else entirely. People perceive you as somewhat tempestuous. Which is the term used most often? The only thing they have in common. I am the only girl in school who's not dating. Oh, no, you're not. Your sister doesn't date. Is one simple rule. Okay, you can date when she does. But she's a mutant. What if she never dates? And you'll never date. Oh, I like that. For Cameron, no one will go out. Perhaps. What are your thoughts on 10 Things I Hate About You? This movie. Is the best rom com. The best. Whoa, I whoa, think whoa. Are of, you. Yeah, I think this is my all time favorite rom com yet. Greatest of all time kind of thing? Yeah, whoa. greatest of all all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It derives, again, like you said, from Shakespeare. The actors are fantastic. The writing is wonderful. The characters are so well written. It It's just a fantastic. It's such a 90s movie. It's the epitome of a 90s movie. It, it it's one where it does a good job where all the side characters are a part of the story as well. They all have their moment. Yeah. You just, it's, they've created a real world. They were able to create a real world where you felt a part of it while watching and you could relate. It's uh, you, you brought up an interesting point about like high school in the nineties, because like this movie is a time capsule movie. It is in my mind. Definitely, You're right. Th- there are some movies that feel timeless. Like for example, we just did the notebook two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think if the notebook came out today as is, it wouldn't feel dated or it wouldn't feel weird because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a timeless love story. But this one though, there's just something so special about how it captures high school in the late 90s in such like a complete way. Yeah. Even um, like the opening the opening credit scenes were doing like a flyover of <laughs> Seattle from what's playing in the background, bare naked freaking yes, ladies. Yes. You have like the scrapbook style um, totally. cast list uh, being named there. And the then, girls in the car all singing along to the same song, which is like so nice. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. singing the same song. Like and it's like, been one week since you, and you're like, oh my God, this is. And with, with butterfly clips in their hair. I don't know anyone who grew up in the nineties will remember butterfly clips and just like barrettes in general with like the little, like you, you tied your hair before putting your clip in and like the tank, like, no, sorry, not tank tops, spaghetti straps. Right. Yes. And, yeah, it just like it brought you right back. It brought you right to back. A point. And another thing I like about this scene, I guess we'll do thoughts, but we're also just mm-hmm. starting to generalize into moments of the movie. For sure. It really quickly established that Cat is an outsider, right? Yes. Because they had the four girls singing to bare naked ladies. Cat rolls up beside them and is blaring Joan Jets. <laughs> it's very clear it's like, okay, now she's right, she's the rebel captain. I just think this movie is the full package. Like, the acting of Heath Ledger, fantastic. Yeah. Julia Stiles captures that vibe, that, like, fight the patriarchy kind of vibe. Yeah, she did a good job. I, I, I think her character has only become more relevant, though. Like, in 2021, seeing some of the some of the things she was fighting about, and, like, 
Hemingway was like a womanizer and, you know, and it's stuff <laughs> we that... We should be studying this person and this person yeah. instead. Romantic? Hemingway? He was an abusive alcoholic misogynist who squandered half his life hanging around Picasso trying to nail his leftovers. As opposed to a bitter, self-righteous hag who has no friends? <laughs> Pipe down, Chachi! I guess in this society, being male and an asshole makes you worthy of our time. And it's almost yeah. funny that, like, in the 90s, we probably, like, rolled our eyes at that. And now in 2021, we're like, hey. You're right. Oh, Cat Stratford had some points. Yeah, wow. wow. Before we dive into what Cameron, you know, first lays eyes on Bianca, um, but the groups at school. Hilarious. I wonder if this is where Tina Fey got the eye, like, got the idea to do this in Mean Girls when she was writing it. So... It's true how in high schools and big ones at that, they always have different clique groups, right? Like the typical nerds, jocks, cheerleaders, popular kids, emo kids. Right. And it, it took a little bit of a different take. Like there were, you know, the... They kind of amped up the strangeness. They did. Like there were the cowboys or like yes. the farm kids. And he's like, are there farms around here? Like <laughs> they've never seen a cow in their lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think they're trying to lasso like a garbage can or something. Yes. And it's just like, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, it was fun. And... And I, it made me think of Mean Girls right away. I was like, oh my gosh, Tina Fey did the same thing in that. And I wonder if she got the idea from that. But but it was just, high school's hard. Yeah. So high school's hard. And, and, you know, they try to fit you into a category or into a mold. And some people just don't fit in that mold. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also, you know, a big thing in, in the movies that, like, everybody's different. But I, I liked that part, how they went through, you know, the different the different groups. It always cracks me up. It's always so funny. <laughs> so the guidance counselor. Um, so what does Kat do at the very beginning? Oh, she gets kicked out of English class again, probably for the hundredth time. Anything else? Yeah, go to the office. You're pissing me off. What? Mr. Morgan. Later. For no real reason. No reason but, at like, all. <laughs> just arguing for the sake of arguing. But yeah. she goes to see the guidance counselor, which is uh, Miss Perky. Right. Played by uh, Allison Janney. Yes. She's amazing. Yes. And so it is in, in my quick facts, but um, she went on to be huge at the in the West Wing. The TV show, The West oh, Wing. the TV show, The West Wing. Yeah. Because there was that Tonya Harding documentary. I, Tonya. Well, that documentary is kind Movie. of a loose word. Yeah. Yeah. But she, I think she was... A winner she of won Best an Oscar. Supporting Actress. Yeah. She won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Yeah. So she is the guidance counselor in this movie. And I think this is a really good example of, you know, um, how they wrote the character so well that even though she's only in it for like five minutes, not even. She gets some comedy. She gets some comedy and yeah. like nails those lines and you remember it. <laughs> she writes romance novels. Can we even call it no, that? No, it's erotic. Can we call it that? Okay. It's definitely, so it's, it's like it's, his throbbing love is between her creamy thighs or something. Wow. Like, dude, I think they use the no, word creamy thighs genuinely. No, I think that's something that's written there. I don't think I'm so. I'm quite sure. That's a lot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, her character doesn't get a, air, a lot of airtime, but the time that she does, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I remember that specific you word. Definitely genuinely, do. That's in there. Yeah. Like, she was so good for, again, the little bit that she of airtime that she got it was, yeah it was well, funny this, this movie does a good job you, you kind of touched on it with the different like uh clicks of the school how it's like it's really strange and absurd and bizarre but it's not too zany totally like her character was almost over the top it's <laughs> yes. like they're like what's the most over the top character we can have and let's just like scale it back 0. 0.5 totally and that's her so it's still 
in the realm of possibility. <laughs> it's just extremely bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, so I guess Kat gets kicked out of English class and, and Miss Perky has a quick chat with her and basically kind of a, almost doesn't agree with her, but she's like, yep, you know, oh, Kat's here again. Okay, let's do this. You know, here's a chat. Don't do it again. All right. Bye. Right, like, bye now. See you Let later. Go back to my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then actually Kat, I think, actually gives her uh, a verb or a word to I use. I think she uses the word throbbing. And yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so we've done this uh, before with a few movies, and I want to bring it back for this one. Okay, what is it? The 90s Heartthrobs. Who would you rather? So are you going to do Heath Ledger versus Joseph Gordon-Levitt Well, right no, now? you can ask me that. I'm going to ask you right now. Okay. Who would you rather? 1999, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. <laughs> I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You're like preparing for a speech. Like. But hold on. He just looks really young in this movie he's a little mopey in this movie too did you know in this movie he's 18 oh well that makes it weird so sorry for throwing that um a hundred percent like i mean i think it's pretty obvious heath ledger a hundred percent is it obvious well it should be okay (laughs) (laughs) it should be and even even if it were if we were to go like with joey or Patrick? Yeah. I'd choose Patrick a hundred times. Oh, Joey's a good looking guy. He is, but he's a dick. Mm, yeah. So, yes. Okay. Kat or Bianca? Kat. So, are we doing the actresses yeah, or the characters? Yeah, I, I was thinking we were doing the characters. Okay, the characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kat. For sure, Kat. Yeah. Bianca's a little bit too materialistic. Like, Vapid, the first scene we see her, vain. she's like... Talking about her Gucci bag and how like you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you, but just, can be you just be whelmed? And she's like, I think you can in Europe. <laughs> oh <laughs> my so god! Lots. Like, <laughs> it's very share from Clueless. It is. It definitely. It's got that vibe. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, for sure, Cat. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I think Cat is somebody who will challenge you. You know, who will if something's wrong, she'll say like, Hey, that's wrong. Mm. And I think in this movie, that's presented as. Oh, what a difficult woman. But, like, I'd prefer that for sure. Okay. At least she has morals. She has values. Yes. There's a clear cut. You know, I completely agree. I, I'm not arguing with almost you. Almost like you. You have <laughs> rules and values almost to a fault. Like, you should be. Not to a fault, but, like, you missed your say. calling as a lawyer. I don't know. A lawyer. <laughs> or a police officer. Uh, <laughs> I have gotten that, actually. Bylaw, perhaps. No. I don't want to do bylaw. Oh, my God. Bylaw. <laughs> Okay, so the dad though. Oh yeah, the is hilarious. Strange. Super overprotective. We see him when they get home from high school. Bianca got a ride with Joey. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yes, and he has the talk with them, which seems to be a quite frequent thing. Yeah, I am the only girl in school who's not dating. Oh no, you're not. Your sister doesn't date, and I don't intend to. And why is that again? Have you seen the unwashed miscreants that go to that school? Where did you come from? Planet Loser? As opposed to Planet... Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> okay, here's how we solve this one. Old rule out. New rule. Bianca can date. When she does. He amends. So this is where he amends his earlier rule. Um, so originally the rule is the girls can never date until college. Yeah. And he amends this rule because Kat kind of does this mini speech about how there's no way in hell she'd ever date yeah, anyone all, from high school. All the men in high school are like Neanderthals or right. whatever. And like, there's no way that she'll ever date them. And so he thinks of the idea, okay, well, Bianca's the one that really I have to worry about. So if I amend the rule and say that 
that Bianca can only date when Kat dates. I'm in the clear. This will never happen till after college. Right. It's kind of diabolical, too, because then it, it creates is. more of a conflict between the sisters than between Bianca and the dad, right? Yeah. like, And we don't really know the story about, like, their mom left, essentially. But I feel like her dad, like, their dad is having a really hard time raising teenage girls. Certainly. <laughs> well, and the added nuance to this story is that he's, like, a, not a he, gynecologist, but, like, he's a... He's an OBGYN. Okay, he yes. is, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so, he delivers so it, babies. Yeah, so his whole thing is that he does not want his daughters <laughs> to have babies, even though his entire profession is about delivering babies. Yeah, like, he would be very well equipped to help them throughout. <laughs> yeah, but, you're almost yeah. the best guy to have in that situation. Yeah. Big thing that I found in this movie, and I couldn't stop laughing while I was watching it, was the 90s comebacks. So, like, you suck. I'm just going to do it like that. And I don't know, yeah, <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's a good delivery. Um, The other, I think, okay, so I wrote down, I don't think so, which I think is how they said it. Somebody, okay. Uh, Bite me. <laughs> oh, bite that me. That was a it's huge a one. Yeah. Okay, so not necessarily in this movie, but other very popular 90s sayings. And one of the first one that I'm about to say is huge in Clueless. As if. As if. Yeah. Or like. If somebody messes something up, like if they if they stumble, you're like walk much, <laughs> or if they like slur the words, like speak much. I feel like da bomb, da bomb. Um, eat my shorts. Oh god, that feels like Malcolm in the middle. Booyah. <laughs> I feel like that was like Kim Possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, bling. The word there was like a oh, big word bling, yeah. uh, as well as talk to the hand. And I remember using talk to the hand. Yeah, that was a classic. That was a go-to move. Oh my god, talk to the hand. Because the face ain't listening. Yes. Oh my god, it's terrible. We were losers. In we the were. 90s. Yep. My god. <laughs> oh, we just went over all these lines, and everyone I yep. invariably cringed at. Like, oh god. So we first meet Patrick. Patrick Verona. In science class. Michael, Cameron's friend, says, hey, if you want to snuggle up with Bianca, she's looking for a French tutor. Yes. And Cameron says, well, that's great. I'm going to be her French tutor. Which he doesn't actually speak He doesn't French. actually know how to speak French, yeah. but he's he's lying, as teenagers do. <laughs> and that's when him and Bianca have a chat about, well, I can actually date if my older sister Kat starts dating. So they find the guy. In science class, which is one of my, this scene is seared into my brain because they're trying to figure out who could possibly date Kat. Yeah. And then Cameron sees this guy over his shoulder. Hey, and what about him? Him? No, don't, don't, don't look at him, okay? He's a criminal. I heard he lit a state trooper on fire. He just did a year in San Quentin. Yeah, well, then at least he's horny. I'm serious, man. He's whacked. He sold his own liver on the black market for a new set of speakers. Yeah. But then as they're talking about him and Patrick realizes they're talking about him, he's like kind of subconsciously just like touching the flame. It was, mm -hmm. I don't know. There was something about that scene that always cracked me up. Oh, I remember watching the scene and being like, oh my God, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's great. Like he's so bad. He's like what a bad, him. what a bad guy. Like, was that sexy? You know, yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking yeah. in biology I mean, class. I mean, now, now, like no, but, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh my God, he's so cool. Like, wow. So, so Cameron and Michael get the idea. They're like, that's the guy, but he won't just do it. Right. He needs some uh, motivation. So Michael has the idea, we need a backer. Yeah, Joey, we need a funder. We need a funder. Joey Dunner is that rich model 
who oh also wants to be with Bianca. He's in hemorrhoids commercials. He's in hemorrhoids commercials. <laughs> but he's rich. Yeah. He's good looking. He also wants Bianca. So they're like, hey, Joey, idea. You give Patrick this money. Patrick's going to date Kat. That opens the door for you to then date Bianca. Little does Joey know, they just created this scheme so that Cameron could actually be the person that to date Bianca. Yeah. Not a perfect plan. No. But it's a plan. It's not at all. We could poke some holes in it if we wanted. And then Joey basically presents this idea to Patrick. Hey, I'm gonna pay you per date for cat. Yeah, at fifty bucks. I like that is not a lot. I was expecting per date. Like, okay, so we're saying that the guy has money. Right. I'm. I was expecting. Okay, I was. Give me a grand. Okay, no, I was expecting two hundred. Okay. At least not a grand. He's rich. Yeah, I know, but fifty dollars. Yeah. Even in 1999, that was not a lot of money. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. There's even a scene where Patrick is like, "Well, you know, we go to the movies." That's yeah. seven bucks a piece. And I'm like, oh my God, $7 Remember movies. Remember when movies were $7? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and then it's funny because he's like, and then popcorn, that's another 30. I'm like, oh, that's more accurate. Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's the price of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that's of- where, it, that's why it's so goddamn expensive. <laughs> Turns out the price of popcorn never changed. <laughs> the movie tickets, that went up. Popcorn has always been absurdly expensive. In between all of this, they kind of show... What kind of happens after school? So the after school activities, everybody's kind of at the field, the big stadium um, and the golf team. The golf (laughs) team is shooting like or not shooting balls, but hitting balls. And you golf. And I golf um, is hitting balls out onto the stadium, like like where hundreds of people are gathering and doing other things. And I'm just like, I remember what I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, my God. God, it's going to hit somebody and it's going to knock them out and kill them. And that's the beautiful thing about this movie is that so like they're up at the top of the stands, probably he's firing golf balls. Yes. And and there's a guy running around with a basket. There is a ball catcher. But they kind of set up this strange scene. Yeah. And you think to yourself, well, that that seems dangerous. And then they leave it for like about eight minutes because we have the interaction between Joey and Patrick. Totally. And then Patrick trying to pick up Kat and she's saying no. Hey there, girly. How you doing? Sweating like a pig, actually, in yourself. Now, there's a way to get a guy's attention, huh? My mission in life. But obviously, I struck your fancy, so you see it worked. The world makes sense again. Pick up on Friday, then. Oh, right. Friday. Uh-huh. Well, if not, I'd take you places you've never been before. Like where? The 7-Eleven on Broadway? Do you even know my name, screwboy? I know a lot more than you think. Doubtful. Very doubtful. And then at the end of that, you know, 10-minute kind of exchange, it's kind of panning out to Michael and uh, Cameron, and they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Meanwhile, somebody gets hit in the face with a golf ball. Like, I think it was the coach of the soccer team. (laughs) And then it jumps back to the golf team being like, oh, no, what have we done? So they did a great job of kind of like... Like, kind of teasing you with something strange and then giving you a joke about it, but, like, letting it go, like, a good eight, nine minutes before. Yeah, it told a story, right? Like, it continued and it it closed that circle. You know what I just thought of, though? And I want to know. I'm going to have to look back and watch this, but... The guy, the coach who gets hit in the head with the golf ball, yeah. is it the same coach that gets hit in the, or gets shot in the butt by Bianca oh with, the with the arrow? The arrow, it might be the same guy. It might be the same, which is like, 
something that they totally would put in a 90s movie. <laughs> that is something that they would 100% do. The same guy getting hit. Kind of like this the guy. Teacher, yeah. yeah kind of like the guy in 13 Going on 30 getting hit with the shrimp. Oh, multiple times. Multiple times the throughout night. the yeah. night. Yes. So I, I, I'm thinking that wow, it might be, but catch. I have to go, I'll have to go and look back and see. Okay. So, but you were going to, sp- you were going to talk about. Well, when you say like he does a good job of intriguing her. Yeah. So he basically finds out that she's going to this show. It's uh, an all-female girl band. Yes. And they're at this bar. For whatever reason, he doesn't want to go there, but he also knows the bartender, so I think he does frequent that place. Kind of confusing. Maybe for a different band. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he eyeballs her on the dance floor, and he just goes to the bar, and he sits down, and she recognizes him at the bar, and she kind of hits him with a, like, "Why why are you following me around? And he does, he pulls a great move. He creates a situation where it's like, honestly, I'm enjoying the music. Yeah, yeah, bother me. yeah. And then she's like, you like this? And he's like, you don't? Like, these guys are amazing. If you're planning on asking me out again, you might as well just get it over. Do you mind? You're kind of ruining this for me. You're not surrounded by your usual cloud of smoke. I know, I quit. Apparently they're bad for you. You think? You know, these guys are no bikini kill or the raincoats. They're not bad. Why don't you? She's like, no, no, I like them. I'm surprised <laughs> that you're. And it was, it was a really good. You know, it's just like trying to hook a fish. You're just totally to, just sprinkling enough to keep it the intrigue there, the interest there. Pull her in a little. That bit. you're, that she wants to ask more questions. Like, hold on, wait a second. Like, you like, and then he kind of gives out. Yeah, these bands and these bands, and I also like this band. And she's like, wait, those are also bands I like. And it's like oh, like you guys might have a little bit more in common than you'd think. Michael and Cameron decide that in order for Cameron to hang out with Bianca, they have to create a party of some sort. So the golf team's having a gathering of, I'm going to call it the gathering of luxury. Probably some cheese, wine, probably watching golf. Well, I think he says he's going to get some Gouda. Yeah. Or something, or the brie. <laughs> the yeah, brie, the brie. Something. Oh, must be Nigel with the brie. <laughs> yeah, so Michael changes the flyers to say that there's a party. And... The slow-mo flyers falling in the staircase is the most 90s 90s scene ever. I called it before it even happened. I was like, oh my God, they have flyers in their hands. They're going to throw it down (laughs) the staircase. And they throw it. And the music even is perfect. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like the most 90s thing ever. It's always like an angsty punk rock. Yes, 100%. So angsty. (laughs) Okay, so this is actually before Patrick meets cat at the concert and and i forgot to mention this at the beat like before when you were talking about it so cameron is in cat's room with bianca trying to find out more about cat for patrick bianca finds black panties which obviously means that she wants to have sex you you know bianca says you don't buy black lingerie if you don't want somebody to see it personally i didn't know that that was a thing i just thought you you bought like like nude or black or whatever colors to, to match, like, what you were wearing underneath. Here's the problem with, with movies that throw information like this out there is that, like, 10-year-old Devin oh. watching this, I carried that thought, <laughs> that, that information with me way too long. I was like, hey, black panties means she want, wants to have sex. Like, that's a baseless <laughs> fact. Like, that, that yeah. is, there, there's nothing A movie to that. made it up. But you know what, though? I think it also had an effect. I think when I bought my first pair of black underwear, I was like, ooh. Oh, ooh. here we go. <laughs> but it wasn't like, I, I think I probably had a black dress that I had to wear. Yeah. But 
Sure. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. If we throw it out there in the world, people are going to start believing it, and then all of a sudden, it comes totally. full circle. It was in a movie. H- how many How many 90s teenage boys like me <laughs> saw that and thought it was real for the longest time? Probably so many. So many. So many. <laughs> it's a lie. And, and you know what, though? Even, too, like, so many girls, right? So many teenage girls thinking, like, if I buy black underwear, that's what that means. Because I probably thought it, too. <laughs> Because Bianca Stratford told me. Well, yeah. you know, probably up until your teenage years, your parents bought your clothes for you. So point. you yeah. didn't have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Fruit of the loom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch on this, like explaining it. So you can explain it. Okay. My Mount Rushmore. Oh, your Mount Rushmore. So we've gone through, you know, obviously we've doing, been doing a lot of episodes of this. And every now and then we pick out... <laughs> Male leads. I, I pick out. Well, yes. Sarah picks out <laughs> male lead characters in movies that are just, they rise a little bit above all the rest. The bee's knees, the cat's meow. Who is on, and, and it's kind of her Mount Rushmore. Like mm-hmm. if there are four faces right. of just men who are irresistible. Yeah. Especially like, you can almost do like a specific time frame. Like Jude Law in The Holiday specifically. Yes. Mount Rushmore totally. material. Totally. Who else is on and there? They, Ryan... could, they could also shift, right? Like I can right. I can remove them as well. So we also have Ryan Gosling. Yes. And I think Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is so up there as well. we've got three faces on yes. the Mount Rushmore yes. so far. I do think we had a fourth, but I can't remember off the top of my head who I also put up there. Is Heath Ledger Mount Rushmore Oh, material? Heath Ledger. Is, is Mount Rushmore Whoa. material? He's up there. 100%. Are we are we solidifying 100%, that? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount Rushmore. He will be carved into stone <laughs> on my Mount Rushmore. Sarah's Mount Rushmore of rom com yeah. fame will is be updated. Jude Law from the Holiday, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, and Heath Ledger specifically in Ten Things I Hate About You, or just in general? Oh, in general. Because a Knight's but Tale also, is a similar look. I find. Oh yeah, I yeah. love I love a Knight's Tale, but. Because we're doing this movie, he has made it up onto my Mount Rushmore. Right. Yes, correct. Um, okay, so back to the flyers falling and, um, you know, the party. They're heading to the party at the guy's house, at the, at the golf guy's house. And um, before the girls leave, their dad makes Bianca wear around the house the belly to basically show what it would be like if she were to get pregnant. Quite, He does this quite frequently when the girls are doing something that he doesn't want them to do, especially Bianca. Yeah. Because well, he sure doesn't make Cat wear it. It's kind of been implied, like, I'm going to make you put on the belly just for five minutes. And Bianca's like, oh, not this again, daddy. And it's like, okay, so that's not the first time yeah, she's like, worn it's frequent. the belly. I love some of his lines, though. Do you remember <laughs> what he says to Chastity? No. She says, like, it's just a party, Mr. Staff- uh, Stratford. Otherwise known as an orgy. Mr. Stratford, it's just a party. And hell is just a sauna. He's such a, sh- uh, a bizarre, like, over-the-top character. It's so really, really funny. So overprotective. So like- overprotective. But the reason why all this happens is because Patrick Verona ends up showing up to pick up Kat. Yes, well, Kat agrees that she will go to the party for a bit because Bianca basically begs her. It's yeah. the coolest thing, you know, everyone's doing, like, everyone's going, please go. And so she caves and she decides to go. And Patrick comes to pick her up, which she's like super surprised. She's like, why are you here? You need to leave. Like, he did say let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The epitome of a 90s movie is a good old party. Oh, a good old house party. So much of the fashion in this movie is back right now. And it's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, half of the stuff that all of them are wearing is in right now. Right. It is wild to see how things have come back. Almost like I should have just kept all my 90s clothes. 
could have sold it. I could have. I could have. The dance on the table scene. You know, is that better than the dance on the table scene in the kissing booth? Oh, definitely. Totally. 100%. The song choice was better. But but the thing that I'm going to key out there is that I remember the Flynn brother. Yeah. She was dancing on the table. Oh, and he was so mad. Well, he didn't save her. Oh, yeah. You know, like Patrick Verona in yeah. this scene... If you watch, he's there. Like, he is right by the table. He's kind of telling her, like, hey, maybe don't do this. (laughs) He's letting her do it. But, like, as soon as she hits her head on the uh, light fixture, he, like, grabs her on the way down. Like, he's ready. Agreed. 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 And also, I think, like, you don't need to take off all your clothes for the scene to be good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, the scene was good, which actually... Well, I'll tell you more in the quick facts about it, but yeah. That's a fun tease. It is, it is. Okay, so they leave the party. Bianca and her friend Chastity, they leave the party. Joey's like, oh my gosh, come back to my house. We're going to have an after party. And Bianca said, no, like it's it was basically the world's longest party for Bianca, essentially. Like Cameron was real sad that Bianca showed up with Joey. And Joey basically sat there the entire night asking her what look like his swimwear look, his model look, or his commercial looked best. It was awful. Bianca realizes, I think, at that party that she's like, I don't think Joey's somebody who I want to be with. When Joey asks them to come back, Bianca's like, no, I think I'm going to go home. Chastity is the worst friend. You don't leave a girl behind, or you at least make sure that she is someone who is responsible to get her home or some form of way to get home, like whether a taxi's there and she's getting in it or you know you wait with her that extra five minutes to make sure she has somebody who's going to drive her home you never leave a girl behind yeah guys are completely different than girls i think we almost always exclusively <laughs> leave other guys behind and it is bad it is crappy but like there there isn't that same kind of camaraderie at a party i think it's also just like a safety thing too right like well yeah it's definitely guys don't you know have to sometimes carry pepper spray with them or you know like i think i think it's also that level too so at the end of the party patrick and cat they're on the swings he's just trying he's just trying to keep her conscious but they they have a nice little intimate moment together and then he decides to drive her home Mm -hmm. and oh she pukes well she she does pukes yeah. yeah but she tries to kiss him Yes. And Patrick Verona does not kiss her back. Well, I mean, I wonder if part of it is because she just puked her guts out and she's got pukey breath. I th- I like to think the honorable thing is that she was too drunk and I, he just didn't want to Oh, yes. Oh, that. yes. 100% that, but also the puke thing. No, but, but yes. also the puke. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure, for sure. It's the honorable thing, absolutely. So now we're in a situation where Kat just is not talking to Patrick anymore. Yeah, she's pissed at him. And that's causing a problem with, one, Cameron, because Mm -hmm. now he can't go to prom with Bianca, and two, Joey, who thinks he's still in the running here, and he thinks, well, now I also can't go to prom (laughs) with Bianca. So Patrick comes up with this amazing scheme. Is this your best scene? Okay, my best scene is probably the best scene in the entire rom-com world. Heath Ledger, Patrick Verona, singing... Frankie Valley's Can't Take My Eyes Off of You on the bleachers to Kat Stratford while she is probably doing soccer practice. And he is dancing on the bleachers, getting chased by two security two guards. security guards who can't keep up with him, well, and he, one's a lot more rotund. Yes, rotund. <laughs> that is a very good word. But this is the most classic rom com. Like if I think of like top five rom com scenes. You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you 
You'd be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah. The song was perfect. He was actually singing. That was his real voice. Yeah. And it was just so good. It was a mix of like super romantic grand gesture type stuff with a bit of comedy as he was running away from the security guards. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, loved no, it. Great scene. I love you, baby. And if it's quite gets her back she, she's back on the boat and here's the best part too is that he ends up getting put in detention because of this yes the detention scene is also one of my favorite scenes it's not my best scene for for this episode but the the teacher who runs detention is also the soccer coach oh is that the same guy i think so because she what? goes in well no because she goes in to oh, talk to him soccer about soccer right. like hey like the, you know this is how we can beat the other team and blah 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 and she's going on and on and on and and she she's not really great at flirting which is even really f- is is even funnier because she's touching his biceps and talking about his package well yeah she like touches his biceps. so so what she's trying to do is divert his attention totally. so that patrick verona can sneak out the window yes and I think she touches his arm and says, like, wow, like, you, you must be working, working out. out. Or, and then she's like, or maybe you're taking steroids. That could make you infertile. <laughs> then she realizes and that's strange. And then that strange. could make your package <laughs> smaller. Like, she literally says the package. Oh, man. But this culminates in her. She flashes. She does. The teacher. Oh, my God. I And I totally forgot that she does this. Have you ever flashed somebody to... Um, For any reason? Not that I can remember. (laughs) Okay. So I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. Well, we'll we'll, we'll call it a TBA. So they leave school. They they play a little hooky after getting him out of detention. Yes, they do. And they do a paintball fight. (gasps) Yep. Which, first of all, it's such... it's such a 1999 paintball fight because they didn't have guns. They, they didn't. didn't have pa- it was called paintballs. That's right. <laughs> this was before paintball guns came out. They just threw balls of paint at each other. Is that what they did? <laughs> I guess. That's what oh we saw. My God. This was almost my best scene because of the kiss. The yes. first kiss between Cat pa- uh, and Patrick happens here. Epic. They're like throwing paint at each other. They're a little bit of physical contact. And then eventually he tackles her into like a hay bale kind of thing. And he dramatically pulls off his goggles and they kiss. And And it's a good kiss. Oh, it's a good kiss. And the thing I liked more about it is that like there was some nice music playing. It was like a really nice, but but I I think this movie did a good job in that they didn't feel the need to over-dramatize that part of it. Yes. Because like the kiss just kind of happened and... It was part of the story. It was just it was part good. of the story, but like kisses, especially first kisses, sometimes they just happen. It's not like there doesn't need to be like this big like pan in with the camera or anything. There doesn't need to be like this big like welling of emotional monologue beforehand. It, it just kind of happened. And it was cool. And it was good. And I liked it. <laughs> oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was I great. It. I, it was an epic kiss. Like it is a good lip lock. And that kind of motors us into prom. Prom night comes and Kat and Patrick are going. It turns out Bianca is not going with Joey. She's going She's with going our boy, boy Cameron. Cameron, yeah. which is super cute. 
so they get to prom. It's it's cute. It's fun. There's the live band and, you know, whatever. And Joey goes to Bianca's house to pick up Bianca and realizes that she's already at prom. Shows up at prom and he sees Bianca and Cameron together. Gets real pissed because Bianca's supposed to be his date. And goes to Patrick and basically calls him out that I paid you money to take out Kat Stratford. Why are you here? Like, why is she here with Cameron? Like, what the hell? I paid you. And of course, Kat overhears and that kind of sucks a lot. And Bianca kicks the shit out of Joey at prom. Yeah. This is like a close third for me for best scene. <laughs> it might be one of the best scenes in the movie. Joey's pissed. So we've got Bianca and Cameron. They're now like legitimately dating. Like that that kind of solidifies the relationship. So cute. On the flip side. They're also really good together. They are. They're really cute. Kat and Patrick though. Yeah. She found out that he was being paid to take her out. Like that would freaking suck, man. Mm. Like I'm like I put myself in her shoes to find out the guy that you genuinely like and and on the flip side, he also genuinely likes her, but he still takes the money. That sucks. My best scene is coming up here. Oh, okay. Because it is, I think, no offense to your best scene Ooh. and the and the singing. Don't talk about the singing like that. <laughs> I just think her poem to him. Oh, her poem. Yes, is, yes, yes. Which is the namesake for the movie. It is totally. 10 Things That I Hate About You. In that English class, she writes a poem. Like, like they're tasked to write a poem, like, like redo this poem, whatever. And she writes a poem to Patrick Verona. And it's called 10 Things I Hate About You. She <laughs> talks about all the things she hates about him. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. And then this is a weak one. Because she ends it with, um, <laughs> but mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Not even a little bit. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Not even at all. <laughs> Not even at all. And then she kind of runs her. out of the classroom. I can't believe you're crying I'm right crying now. I'm crying right now. It's freaking beautiful, Sarah. Oh Jesus. my goodness. I think that's such an underrated line. Like, I think it, it should be up there with the, you know, you had me at hellos or the, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Like, I think it's kind of, for me, it yeah. has the same emotional value, as you can tell, because I'm Obviously. tearing up here. <laughs> I'm you're, literally crying. You're crying like right now. Yeah. That's my best scene. And then later on, we find out that Patrick, he actually bought her this guitar that she wanted previously, and they have this kind of like quick makeup moment. And and another interesting thing about this movie, where we're getting to the end here, is that mm -hmm. they don't feel the need to explain what happens next. It's just, you know, Patrick and Cap, they're back together, Bianca and... Cameron, they're together. She's going to Sarah Lawrence in right? the fall. She's and... going to college. We don't even know what Patrick's doing with no, his life. No, we have no idea what his plans are. We don't really know a lot about his background. Yeah, but you know what's great is that it doesn't matter. No. And that's evidenced by the fact that they quickly just shoot to the band playing on top of like the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like panning out <laughs> the skyline. 
You're like, oh, okay, everything. There's something. Everything about, worked out. It was great. Yeah, there's something <laughs> about '90s movies where, like, so often, especially like the the like teenage coming of age or any like romantic comedy things, they always end up like that, where it's like, oh, I guess everything worked out, and that's that's just the, the end. end. Oh, nice. The end. Everybody was happy. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Not Joey. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Quick facts: the film was shot using real locations. No sets were used. So that was a real school they were at. It was. The school used in the movie is Stadium High School, located in Tacoma, Washington. It was originally built as a Grand Chateau-style railroad station hotel, but due to the financial crisis in 1893 and suffering fire damage a few years after that, they had abandoned the project. In 1906, it was renovated into a high school. Both Josh Hartnett and Ashton Kutcher were up for the role of Patrick, but Heath Ledger beat them both out. You know what's wild? I could totally see Josh Hartnett doing it. Same. I could as well. Yes. Not Ashton Kutcher as much, but I could see I could see Josh Hartnett doing it. Because th- this role reminds me of 30 Days and 30 Nights, and that was Josh oh, Hartnett, yeah. remember? Yeah. Yep. Um, this was also um, Heath Ledger's first American movie. Remember the scene when Kat reads the emotional 10 Things poem? It was shot in one take, and Julia Stiles improvised the tears. She didn't think she was actually going to cry, but then when she was doing it, she did tear up. Yeah, because it's emotional. Yeah. I cried. I cry every time watching that. The red Dodge Dart that Cat drives in the movie actually belonged to Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was Julia Stiles' first on-screen kiss. Heath Ledger improvised the moment where Patrick starts playing with the fire. <laughs> I love that. Wow, he improvised that? Yeah. That moment is seared into I my know. mind from this movie. Andrew Kean, who plays Joey, had no idea how to draw genitals. So David Crumholtz, who plays Michael, had to teach him how to draw one on his face. <laughs> Julia Stiles suggested that Heath Ledger sing Frankie Valley's Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. He was originally supposed to sing I Think I Love You by the Partridge Family. Cameron James learns French so that he can tutor Bianca. In real life, Joseph Gordon-Levitt speaks French fluently. Cameron says, I burn, I pine, I perish, which is a direct quote from Taming of the Shrew, which is what the movie is based the off Shakespearean of. The Shakespearean adaption, yeah. Yeah. According to the 10th anniversary commentary by the cast, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles began dating during the filming. They broke up in January 2000. There was something recent that the director said Julia Stiles had actually dated Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. Hmm. Or that it might have been him instead of Heath Ledger and that was incorrect or something interesting mm. i feel like if the commentary says it the director might have been completely oblivious we don't know he was too busy directing maybe <laughs> i don't know interesting though that's that's very interesting the table dance scene was what led julia styles landing the lead role in save the last dance in 2001 oh that's awesome julia styles originally auditioned for the role of bianca stratford and according to to the screenwriter kirsten smith larissa Olenek wanted to play Kat. As we know, Larissa got the role for Bianca and Julia got the role for Kat. In the movie, Kat is three years older than Bianca, but in real life, Julia is only three months older than Larissa. There are many references to William Shakespeare and his works throughout this movie. The movie itself is based on the classic Shakespearean play, The Taming of the Shrew. They both center on two very different sisters, and the younger one can't get married until her older, strong-willed sister is wed. They just bring a modern twist to it. The song lyric, Cruel to be Kind, is a reference to a line from the play Hamlet. The names Bianca and Cat are the same names in the movie as they are in the play, Taming of the Shrew. 
Many of the names in the movie are based on his work. The sister's last name is Stratford, a, n- a nod to Shakespeare's hometown of Stratford-upon-Avon. Patrick Verona's last name is a setting in Romeo and Juliet. The high school they all go to is Padua High School, which is a location from the Italian city of Padua, which the, the play is set. One of the characters, Mandela, even gets a Shakespearean-style promposal and is obsessed with Shakespeare. Julia Stiles goes on to appear in two more modernized Shakespeare adaptations. Wait, I can guess Othello, right? Oh? Yes. And, oh, I can't remember the other one. And Hamlet. Oh, yes. In yes, 2000. Yes. Her co-star, Andrew Keegan, who plays Joey, also stars with her in O. That's right. This was the screenwriter's Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith's first screenplay. They went on to write Legally Blonde, Ella Enchanted, She's the Man, and The House Bunny. At the end of the movie, when you see Kat's car and the camera pans up, you can see the letters AFF or AF painted on the ground with the beginning letters blocked by the car, suggesting that she's actually parked in a staff parking spot. Two Oscar winners are in the cast, Heath Ledger and Allison Janney, the guidance counselor. Heath Ledger thought he tanked his audition. According to the 2019 New York Times feature, Ledger thought that he bombed his audition for Patrick Verona, but the production team was totally dazzled by his star power. Karen McCullough's high school boyfriend inspired the title of the movie. She revealed that it was based on a diary entry she had made in high school. She made a list called Things I Hate About Anthony. David Krumholtz, who plays Michael, said that the movie's success was attributed to the cast's chemistry. They all became friends quickly and got along great. In 2009-2010, there was a spin-off TV show titled 10 Things I Hate About You on ABC Family. It only had one season with 21 episodes. I actually watched it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I had ABC Family and I did watch it. It was okay. I, it was nothing really like, it wasn't as good as the movie. Right. It wasn't as good. The director wrote and directed a quasi-sequel to the movie. However, it's not completed. In 2012-2013, he wrote and directed 10 Things I Hate About Life, which is an unofficial sequel to the original. This movie helped launch many of the young stars' careers. It was a huge launching point for Julia Stiles, who went on to do Save the Last Dance, The Prince and Me, and The Bourne movies. Heath Ledger was in The Dark Knight, A Knight's Tale, Brokeback Mountain. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who went on to do Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, and 500 Days of Summer. 500 Days of Summer. (laughs) And Gabrielle Union, who went on to do Bring It On and Love and Basketball. Gabrielle Union is close to a decade older than most of her co-stars. When the movie was released, she was 26. Larissa was 17, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Julia Stiles were 18, while Heath Ledger was 19. At first, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wasn't interested in doing the film and was convinced by his agent to try something different with his career, which is why he did it. He wasn't originally interested in doing a teenage romantic comedy, but he ended up saying he was glad he took the role. To celebrate the movie's 20th anniversary in 2019, Seattle Magazine published a 10 Things I Hate About You dating guide that detailed all of the filming locations fans could visit for real-life dates. It was Heath Ledger who proposed the idea to sing Frankie Valli's Can't Take My Eyes Off You. However, earlier, as I said, um, Julia Stiles was the one who proposed that Heath sing Frankie Valli's um, Can't Take My Eyes Off You. So I'm not really sure who proposed the song, but in an interview with Vice, screenwriter Kirsten Smith said that Heath Ledger had his own costume ideas for that scene. So they let him run with it. Honorable mentions. The soundtrack. Oh, man, that was one of mine. Oh, man. Oh, man. God. (laughs) I'm glad you said that, though. (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> I mean, we, we got to go through. There was uh, the Bare Naked Ladies one week. Totally. Like, literally in the first 30 seconds of this movie. We were had, such good songs. We have Joan Jett. Yeah. We got Bare Naked Ladies. We had, uh, like, there's a Cheap Trick cover mm-hmm. in there. There's mm-hmm. just so many, like, angsty, punk rock, late 90s anthems. That went along really well with Teenage Attitude. And there's a lot of songs that I don't even know. Like, I have no concept of who the artist is. But I, like, remember the song. Like, I'm, I'm thinking back mm. of certain moments. There's, like, the sexy boy song. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> this is good, though. Sexy boy. Oh, yes, I do. It's okay, like yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. That took me a long time to figure out what you were singing. But yes, I do know what song now you're singing after you said you know what it. what I mean? Yes, I do now. Mm-hmm. No, it is a great song. Great song. Iconic sound. Especially when you sing it. It might be like a top five all time. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, this might be the greatest movie soundtrack like not movie soundtrack greatest rom-com soundtrack oh possibly definitely up there absolutely yeah. i agree because i had it as one of my honorable mentions as well my honorable mention is the english teacher because oh, he you also have another honorable i do mention. yeah yeah okay. yeah because he calls them on their teenage shit and i love it at that age you really need a teacher who will call you on your stupid shit <laughs> and he does and he takes no crap from them and i just love it because like it, it creates good discussion, but then he kicks them out because he's just had enough. And I love it so much. He yeah. just calls them on their stuff, and I love it. What should have been? Do you have a what should have been? I don't. Mm. Joey Donner. Yes. He was the guy who was originally going after Bianca. He should end up with Cher from Clueless. Oh, my God, yes. That is perfect. He's a model. He comes from, a, from an affluent family. Yeah. He's kind of an idiot. Cher comes from a very affluent family. Yep. She is... Uh, vain, vapid. She's vain. She's smart, vapid. Smart, though. I was going to say... See, well, she is say smart. smart. She's mm. sharp, though. She's sharp. She's quick. Okay. She's and that's, quick. that's important. But yeah. I, I was thinking, I'm like, it, both of those movies are around the same time frame. If they both went to the same high school, they'd probably be in the same friend group as well, right? Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. I, I like it. Rewatchability. Should we call this what, what this is? Perfect. Five is, fives across the board. Fives across the board for a total score of five out of five. Yeah. I can't. Like, there's Change nothing it. I can even knock it for. No, me neither. Cheese, imagination, storyline. Everything. It's perfect. Those grand gestures make it a cheese <laughs> out of five completely. Yes. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of 10 Things I Hate About You. If you want to reach out to us, you can do that on Instagram at Romcom Rewind as well on TikTok. If you're listening to us on Spotify, follow. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and take a moment and write a little review. Thanks for listening.